Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? I would say I have been growing this last week or so by just trying to stomach something that my therapist told me recently, which is that if I want things to be different, then I'm going to have to act differently, Hmm. which seems simple. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. That makes perfect sense. Um, but is obviously way more difficult than that. Um, so yeah, just working on trying to internalize that and, um, move towards things in the way that I want them to be versus getting stuck by like my fears around change. Interesting. So how do you feel about your ability to change? Mm. I feel like it is absolutely possible. I feel that it's going to be a long road and a lot of discomfort. (laughs) That's That's what I imagine. Wow. I feel like this is a little bit perfect for our topic today. I completely agree. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we jump into our topic, tell us how you have been growing. I don't have any major updates. I have spent a lot of time recently working on both the Light Cards Club, which Mm -hmm. look for us. If you guys haven't joined the Light Cards Club, go to lighthearted.substack.com. There's some free options. And then also the Light Cards Club is available for us to hang out with y'all in a more intimate setting Mm. (laughs) (laughs) we'll have monthly calls in there and some extra episodes and freebies so like that's a fun place to be and we've worked really hard on it so if you want to join us feel free yeah Um, but i've also launched an etsy shop for some of the art that i've made for my samsung frame tv so like that's kind of a slow roll entry because i'm Mm -hmm. trying to get I'm still, I still feel like I'm in the entry phase because I am trying to get enough listings up to feel like I'm a real shop, you know, like sure, sure, sure. imposter syndrome about, about my little tiny shop. Well, the ones that I've seen are so cute. Thank you. I appreciate that. What's your shop name? How can they find you? My shop name is Bracy Made. Oh, cute. And yeah. So just search on Etsy and I should be there. Um, unfortunately, if... You don't have a frame TV right now. I don't have any offerings, but I will shortly. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, so I've just been working like behind the scenes on those two things a good amount. Plus, you know, balancing all the other things and also mm-hmm. trying not to do too much, which I feel like in motherhood is just going to be a perpetual challenge for me. So yeah, absolutely. That's exciting though. I love that you are getting creative because I know that's something that brings you joy. So that's fun that you're dedicating time to that. Yeah. And I feel like this is a direct correlation to our March FGO because Mm -hmm. Seb challenged me to do, what was it, like five hours of creative work a week. And at that point I was like, I can't do that. Especially because he wasn't counting podcast stuff, which in my brain, like podcast stuff is obviously creative, but Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I feel like I'm doing five hours a week, like pretty consistently without trying that hard, which is the point of an FGO. I know. Amazing. <laughs> Love how that happens. I don't know. Amazing how that works. Okay. So back to your little <laughs> growth update. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking today about limiting beliefs again. And this was one of my favorite topics that we've done in the history of the podcast, but 
uh, Anna's unwillingness to see herself as being able to change <laughs> is maybe the perfect place to start. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's been, it's been a fun time <laughs> trying to figure out how it like, literally I feel hot right now. Like my body is like risk having oh, a boy. physical reaction to just like thinking about having to do things differently. <laughs> That's amazing that this thing is like causing you so much stress. I would love to hear more about that. Oh, well, I, I feel like I have some things in my life that I do want to be different. Like they do cause me discomfort already, but I think it's a discomfort that I know um, and I'm familiar mm -hmm. with. So it just is easier, I guess. But, you know, we were like having a conversation about something and she was like, okay, so like how much do you actually like want this to be different? And I was like, uh, you know, and in my brain, my brain, I'm like, do you not see my distress? Like, do you not <laughs> see how upset I am? So I was like, like a lot, like I, this is so uncomfortable. Like I really want change. And she's like, okay. So if, if that's true, if that's what you really want, you're going to have to do something differently. Like, yeah. What are you willing to do differently? Your, your, your patterns of like avoiding conflict and um, avoiding having like difficult conversations with people. Like you can't do that anymore because that is not going to allow any sort of change um, that you are saying that you want. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do it, but it's going to be horrible. She really laid it out there for you. She really did. And I know I've talked about this a little bit before that in the beginning of seeing her, I was like, I don't know, like if she's the right fit for me, but she really is in that she is not going to just like, let me talk about my feelings endlessly. Like she's like, okay, like I hear you, I'm going to validate that. And then she's like, so here are things that you need to do if you want a different outcome. Yeah. I love that. She's, she's so matter of fact about it. It's not even like, here's what you could do. It's like, no, if you want this to be different, what you're yep. saying you do, this is what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she's like, we've talked a lot about anxiety, obviously, and about like leaning into your anxiety because that's where you actually have some control over your anxiety is if you lean, like she describes it like a wave and she's like, you can either stand in the water and you're in your anxiety and a wave is coming and you're like, this is going to suck and it's going to hit me and it's going to be horrible. And then you let it hit you and it is, it is horrible. And then you never want to get in the water again. Or you stand in the water and you see a wave coming and you run out of the water and you never get in the water, which is fine, I guess, but like you never get the joy of being in the water. So you need to do what a surfer does, which is they see a wave coming and they dive under the water and they take some control of it instead of letting it like either paralyze you or completely wreck you. That is yeah. where you can have some control, but you have to be willing to lean into it. And so she's like, you need to lean into your anxiety, like stop living in it and like lean in it. Wow. I'm what like, a great oh. analogy. I'm like, okay, I will, but it still sucks, but it does suck a little. I mean, I've only like, I've only just started trying to live this way and it sucks like slightly less, I guess That's in the great. long term. In the, in the, in the midst of it, it sucks worse because I think I'm just so unfamiliar with. Uh, You're still practicing. I'm still practicing and I'm going to, and she also, she was like, this is not a one-time thing you're going to do and it, you're going to be different. 
and it's all going to be great. Like that's mm-hmm. not how this is going to work. Like this is you untangling a lifelong habit. <laughs> so like, yeah. you're going to have to do it over and over again and then it's going to get easier. Yeah. You build a different muscle set that helps you like grow long-term. Totally. But she's like, but on the, like the, on the back end of this is that you are more connected to the people in your life that you want to be connected to. Gosh, I love all of this. That's the win. Yeah. I love it. And it makes me sweaty. Yeah. That's valid. (laughs) I get that. But I especially love this because I distinctly remember like one of the things that I don't think I will ever forget from you and I podcasting is Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was the last limiting beliefs episode that we did. I asked you if you thought it was possible for you to be an and not be an anxious mm. person. And you said no. Yeah. It's, it's really hard for me to imagine that. And I was sitting here thinking like, what, like that sucks. Like that sucks so bad that she's just resigned to like feeling like this for the rest of her life. Right. It is. And I'm just glad that you're not resigned anymore. Like it sounds yeah. like you're ready to work on it. And it's yeah. not that for those of you listening, like it's not like you never have anxiety again once you get good at this. I don't totally. think that's true, but no. I think you handle it better. And that's, you know, kind of. Yeah. And I think she, it's like not living in it as long, like mm-hmm. not stressing and being anxious about something for weeks at a time. And then either like saying something or just like letting it go. It's like, like when I was like, yeah, I've been anxious for a few weeks. She was like a few weeks. She's like, that is way too long to be living there. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's probably taking up so much of your brain space too. Like, a hundred percent. She's like, oh my god, are you even okay? Like, how's your body? Like, if you're, if that's how long you're holding this, like, it's probably wreaking havoc and impacting your life in all kinds of ways. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, tell me about what you think is possible for your anxiety and your ability to change. I feel like I'm becoming open <laughs> to the idea that I don't have to be as anxious as I am right now. Like I I feel like if I can force like truly like force myself, like push myself off a cliff essentially every time of like not avoiding things that make me anxious, that I can I can like be more in control of my anxiety. Whereas like right now I feel like my anxiety very much controls me. I don't, I mean, I definitely have like coping skills of course that like help me when I'm feeling particularly anxious, but I don't know that I have a way to like fully let it go or like fully move past it other than just like waiting it out. Okay. So from a limiting beliefs perspective, it sounds like you're moving from my anxiety controls me to I control my anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Excellent paraphrase. I love that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about you. I've been talking for like eight minutes straight or something like Hannah, that. We love hearing from you. <laughs> we enjoy hearing your about your life and your stories. Thank you so much. I enjoy telling them, but I am sweating. All right, you can have a break. <laughs> okay, thank you. Give us an update on like where you are with your limiting beliefs. I'm especially curious, like, if now that you are a parent has that shifted or do you have like new limiting beliefs that have popped up that maybe you didn't have before? Or do you think about limiting beliefs in a different way now that you are parenting? Yeah, I think it's funny. I think the parenting thing hasn't shown itself much in like actual parenting, like direct um, Mm -hmm. correlation or anything. But I think because I have had in the past a pretty strong 
belief that I would be a good mom. Like I had Mm. that belief going into it and I feel like that served me well. So a plus there, but I do think that because parenting presents challenges in a marriage that it's highlighted the places in our relationship that I have room Mm. for improvement. So like, I think that I had a, had the belief that like Seb and I's relationship was really good and there was not any room for improvement because like, it's as good as it's going to get. And now I'm like, I don't believe that anymore. Like I actually think that our marriage is going to get better and better. Oh, that's interesting. And I think that's just mostly because of course it's going to get better and better because we have all of these opportunities for like connection and Mm -hmm. new experiences, you know, things like that. Yeah. And to grow together. For sure. As y'all are having like this new experience of having a baby. Yes. And then on the flip side of that, I feel like the stress of parenting can sometimes highlight some of the patterns and beliefs I have about the bad parts of marriage. Mm. And like, you know, the challenges of parenting also present the opportunity that things could shift and change. And like, that scares me that like, mm-hmm. we're good now and something might happen that would change the foundation of our like, relationship. So yeah. like, I'm that's one that I'm actively working on. Yeah. What are some ways that you work on that? I mean, honestly, first of all, I, and I'm still in the early stages here, like just thinking around it, like, where did this come from? Mm you know, what's my belief currently? What is something that I would like, what's the phrasing? And the reason I I paraphrased you is because I do think that like getting a concise phrase is helpful to go from this to this. Yeah. So I like getting that phrasing of like what I want to transform the belief into. Mm -hmm. I work with Debbie, my therapist, mentor, all around wonderful person. (laughs) And and she helps. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. So she always helps me with things like this. And I've been kind of going back to my roots with affirmations a lot lately because it's something quick and easy that I can do. And one of the ways I do that is like I use on my computer, I use Notepad for like quick to do's like here are the three or five things I need to get done today. And at the top of that page, I like sometimes I'll put an affirmation so that when I pull up what I need to do, I see it first. Yeah. Yeah. You're Um, getting that repetition in. Yeah. So you know, there's other things, but right now that's what's working. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like, you know, Taylor and I are obviously getting married. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like I don't, I don't know that I have limiting beliefs around our relationship or I don't, if I do, I don't like actively think about them, but I, I feel like that, I feel like it would be something good for me to like kind of think and explore because I do have, you know, some trauma in, my, my family from, you know, with my dad and kind of this idea that people aren't always who you think they are, or like, you know, that people can hide things from you for a really long time and you have no idea. And like that part of life, like just really scares me. Yeah. And so it's not something that I feel is like active in our relationship necessarily. Like I feel super secure and you know, I, I'm so happy. And honestly, (laughs) this maybe is silly, but the pattern app Y'all, if you don't have it, I love it. trolls it. us all the time. <laughs> it really does. It really does. But then it, it trolls us in like positive and negative ways. Yes. Um, but like Taylor is obsessed with it and he will like send me screenshots like almost daily of like what it says about our relationship because if your partner has it, you can like say that you're in a romantic relationship and it'll send you like a daily thing. And the thing that is the most 
heartwarming and makes me feel the safest is that it always will say something about how we're going to grow in the same direction. Yeah. And that we were like, you know, meant to find each other and all this stuff. And I'm like, this makes me feel so much better. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. I I feel the same way. Like ours is similar. And I'm like, this is just a stupid app, but like it makes I know. But I'm like, thank good. Yeah. Like obviously the universe knows what's up. And I'm so happy about that. But so I feel like it would be it would be good for me to probably maybe do some affirmations around like some stuff from the pattern app on our relationship, but also just make sure that I don't have some things subconsciously kind of like underneath that are, you know, maybe hiding about some fears in our relationship. Yeah, no, I think a journaling session might be warranted for that for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. It could only help. It could only help. You're right. Okay. Well, our favorite topic, what are your limiting beliefs about friendship? (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. As soon as you said favorite topic, I was like, oh no. I mean, I think this is the, this is like where my work is like really in that I have a longstanding history in friendship of honestly, like being unfair in my friendships in that I have very seldomly like given my friends an opportunity to know that I'm upset about something mm-hmm. um, and therefore not given the opportunity for us to have a conversation about it, grow from it, become closer because of it. And that is something that I'm, I really want to work on. Like I have created barriers in my friendship because of that, because it is easier for me (laughs) to avoid it or to just hold on to that discomfort, push it down, like, you know, all those things. And I don't, I just don't want to do that anymore. Like, I think I haven't wanted to do that for a long time, but I feel like I'm in a place right now where I'm like, I, I've so value my friendships and I want them to be long lasting. And I think that they are all of, I've, you know, many close friends and I very much cherish them. And I, I want them to have the ability to like be honest and to have, you know, difficult conversations because I know that on the other side of that is like more connection and more closeness. And that is what I want. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like we're all kind of like that. We all, you know, worry about bringing those types of things up because, Mm -hmm. you know, it puts you you in a vulnerable place, but I Mm -hmm. agree with you. And I think that that language changed something for me. I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but that when you avoid those hard conversations, it actually Mm -hmm. is a barrier to connection. You are hurting Mm -hmm. your connection with your friends when you do that. I think that's a great way to think about it, to make you, to motivate you to actually make a change. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's, in the past or even, I mean, still now, honestly, but like, I'm so scared that I'm going to damage the friendship. But you already are damaging the friendship. Exactly. But it's like, I'm doing it either way. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm damaging it by not saying anything. Whereas like actually saying something is, you know, maybe, maybe it would cause some damage or something, but probably not something irreparable. And I'm also trying to stop. I've just, (laughs) thanks to uh, my therapist, realized that I do a lot, and I mean a lot, of mind reading. Mm. And so I'll be talking. She's like, "Mm -hmm, mind reading, but keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, I know that they think this. And she's like, "Mm, do you? (laughs) 
That's a tough one though, because I feel like you do pick up on the energy. So it's, and that, that, I think this is something that I've really struggled with in friendship. It's like, okay, well, I am picking up your energy. I believe that that is a real thing. Like I'm not, it's not in my head, but also I can't come to you and be like, Hey, I feel like the vibes are off. You know, like, I don't feel like that's socially acceptable to be like, Hey, you know, like, are you mad? I don't know what's going on. Right, right, right. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think it's more that I can be like, the vibe is off and I know exactly why I know they, they think X, Y, Z. Okay. And that's why and she's like, well, you don't know that. And sometimes like I'll say something in a way that I'm like, oh, this is very obviously like what they're thinking. And then she'll be like, oh, I kind of think it could be this. And I'm like, oh, like she just has like a completely different perspective on it that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even consider that, but that could absolutely be true. And so. So what is her recommendation for that? It's to stop mind reading and ask. I know. I know. Just the hard stuff. I wish we could just get all of our friends on the same page. Like get everybody in a room and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be hard. But (laughs) instead of having to ask around if like there's a problem, we're just all going to just decide that if we're mad, we're going to come to the other person and say, I'm mad. Right. (laughs) That would be so nice. Okay. So I I love that conversation what would you say we can kind of sum it up as like what sort of belief we want to work, work towards in here? Yeah, probably something like my friendships can go through a discomfort and come out stronger on the other side. Oh, love that. Something like that. Yeah. What about for you? Yeah. I feel like I, I agree with a hundred percent of everything you just said. Yeah. And I think that my like phrasing for that might be something like, my friendships are always honest and authentic. Mm. Um, And then another one that I struggle with, which we have talked about more than one time is like, I sometimes don't feel like I'm my, I don't feel like my connections with some of my friends are as strong as their connections with their other friends. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that I just feel like there's some, something about me that like my friendships just aren't as strong for some reason. So Mm -hmm. I think I can reframe that into something like, my friendships are always deep, strong connections. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you feel like you've always felt that way? Like your friendships yes. aren't deep? Okay. Like your whole yeah. life. I think that it stems from the fact that when I was growing up, I never had, I think we've talked about this too. I never had like that one person that it was like, you know, those two girls are best friends. Yeah. 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 Um, and there was a lot of that around me. So it was like, these two people are always hanging out. These two people are always hanging out. And I never had like a pair. So it felt like I was the oddball in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. So I was like friends with a lot of people and they always had another like best friend. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've just really internalized that and I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I love that. I don't want this anymore. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, step one. I'm I'm moving this out of my body. (laughs) Okay. This is the one that I'm most excited about talking about. How do you believe life works for you? Like, what are your assumptions for what you think mm-hmm. is possible? This one is an interesting one for me. And I was thinking about it this morning before we got on. And I I think what I've come to, which I might have talked about this a little bit in our part one of limiting beliefs, but like, I don't know if I think about it. Like, I don't, I don't think I think about how life works for me until it's not working for me. And then I'm like, yeah, why is this happening? Like, um, 
Or if I'm having a moment where I'm like, okay, I'm going to manifest that this is going to happen. This is going to work. But I don't feel like I internalize that life is working for me one way or the other in like at all. Like it's not something that I feel in my body. It's not something that I practice or yeah, just spend a lot of time thinking about. It's like life is just happening and I'm here. That's that's the belief. That's what I was about to say. So it sounds like you believe that life is just random and like you don't have any control. That is that's like my belief that I don't consider a belief, but I I guess it is. It's your subconscious programming. It's what's running in the back of your brain. So like there it is. I just discovered it right here on the pod live. Good work. Thank you. I'm patting myself on the back. Um, So yeah, that's something that I would love to change because I I know that. I don't necessarily like believe that like in my logic brain, Mm -hmm. but it's obviously something that I'm believing in everywhere else of my, my brain and my body. Like if it's that deep in your subconscious, it doesn't super matter what your logic brain tells it Mm -hmm. unless you're like intentionally, repetitively telling it to change its thoughts. Absolutely. Um, Which is, it's funny that that is your belief because I have, I've actually been making notes on this for a long time because when we decided a while back that we were going to do a limiting beliefs part two episode, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I have like some pretty good beliefs about the way life works. And I feel like they would be helpful for other people to hear because it's something that I have worked on in the last few years, like pretty regularly. Um, so my beliefs about how life works for me, life gets to be easy. I can have it all. Ooh. My life gets better and better. Um, life wants to be good to me and I let it. I'm always moving in the right direction. I'm being guided to what's for me. Life is happening for me, not to me. Hmm. Um, I'm moving in the direction of my dreams. Like I basically just, I believe in a lot of like forward movement and that yeah. things happen that are supposed to happen. Yeah. I love that. Well, and we know like this has come up in a bunch of different ways, but like, you believe in growth. Like that's always what I hear when you like explain different like areas of your life. I'm like, I just hear you saying, <laughs> I believe I love in that reflection too, because I forget that. And yeah. you're right. And it's like, you know, I love that about myself. I think. Yes. Okay. Tell us about like, tell us about the work. Like, is this, is this something that you used to, is this something you've always believed? Like what did, what were your assumptions about how life works for you? prior to like doing all this work? I think I was kind of like you. I didn't think a whole lot about it, Mm -hmm. but I think there was always a little bit of like a nugget of belief that, you know, things happen for a reason, like say, say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think even in that saying, there's like a lot of baggage around like, well, this bad thing happened to you for this other reason. And like, that's hard to accept, you know? Yeah. Um, which I actually, I do still think that's true. It's hard to hear in certain scenarios and like not helpful to hear in a lot of scenarios, but I do think that things kind of like line up for you, but also I don't think that it has to be like, now I don't think that things have to be hard and like everything's going to be tough to get to a, an awesome outcome. And I honestly think that the biggest shift here that happened for me is ingesting a lot of positive content. So like Mm -hmm. listening to manifestation videos on YouTube, like I do a lot of uh, kind of like when I'm cleaning or, you know, walking or whatever around the house, I might have a podcast on or a YouTube video or something that's like 
Abraham Hicks or I really like P the Fairy's work. Like those types of uh, Amanda Francis is a good one for like money stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of like, I'm going to manifest this thing and here are the beliefs I need to set that up. Having that stuff in the background of my head has really changed my belief process sure. for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. How do you reckon with like, if something does go wrong or something is really hard, like what do you chalk that up to? Is it just like, well, I'm a human and like sometimes things just happen or how does that play into it? Yeah. I mean, I think that is part of the human process for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's going to be perfect all the time. And I think that every time something less than ideal happens, it's an opportunity to get clearer on what you want because Mm. you know you might be like I don't know where this came from but I don't like it so like what is the what is it that I want out of this instead and you know there are you know there's big things that are random and you can't like a death of a parent I can't manifest myself out of that like that would be a horrible situation and I think that that's an opportunity to appreciate the relationship that you have and understand that like that type of relationship might be what you want for your self with your child. And like, there's, there are silver linings. And I think in general, a don't skip over feeling your feelings, but I think there is like, there are nuggets of goodness in every experience, but sometimes they just suck because we're humans. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, because you've done like so much work on this, like, do you have areas where you are still wanting to adjust? Or you feel- are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just feel like those all sound great. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, they are wonderful. I think like, I'm really grateful for the foundation I built for myself, but there's, we're human. So we always want to keep wanting things. That's sure, like sure, actually sure. part of manifestation process. You never get to a place where you're just like, okay, cool. I'm done. Like that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will say that- One of the things that I don't even know if I've told anybody this really, but one of the things that I've realized in the last, I don't know, year or so is that I was operating from the default state of like, I'm wrong. Like I have Mm -hmm. to try to do things the right way and I have to make sure I'm not doing things wrong or like, you know, I specifically remember when I was first learning how to meditate. And I was like, I feel like I'm doing this wrong. And like, no matter what I do, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. And, and now I'm like, of course I thought that because I thought that everything I was doing was wrong yeah, and that I had to learn how to do things right. So instead of operating as like wrongness as my default, one thing that I've been working on is switching to the belief of there's nothing wrong with me. Hmm. I'm always doing the right thing, making the right choice. Right now, I'm doing my best, and this is the best choice I can make. I love that one. I feel like it's so accepting of yourself. Yeah, and this is obviously very complicated and like has a lot to do with societal values, but I just think a lot about how in the South, we're raised in this place where you know Christianity is a huge piece of our culture, mm-hmm. and Christianity says you're born into sin, and I'm like... I hear you, but I don't like, I don't believe that. Yeah. So like moving out of that is important to me. And then the other thing that I am actively working on is, which don't worry, we're working on a follow-up to this, but body image recently, Mm -hmm. I have struggled with a little bit. And so two things that I 
am working on believing are I love and accept myself. Um, and then I trust and respect my body. Mm. So that's actually, but like those affirmations have really helped, like truly, truly helped. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's great to know. Yeah. It's just crazy that I feel like affirmations are kind of cheesy and like got a bad reputation for a second, yeah. but they are, they're effective. So yeah, they are helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Let's hear yours. I mean, I feel like the biggest thing is that I, need to start thinking about how life works for me. Like, I feel like I, I don't know that I can adjust like, or kind of branch out into these like more specific ones until I like believe that life can even work for me in a direction that I want it to. Like, I which is maybe a limiting place. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great place to start. And I don't want you to limit yourself and say like, I can't fix all these other things because I don't believe that sure, life sure. works for me. Um, I think you can do them at the same time. <laughs> so oh, we love a process out loud moment. Yes. Honestly, this podcast is great for processing for sure. It is. Okay. So just to reiterate from this conversation, what I'm hearing from you is like, mm-hmm. I believe life works in my favor. Yes. I'm capable of change. I'm strong enough to lean into anxiety. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, What else can we work on? What else do you think you want to work on? Probably, yeah, body image for sure. And yeah, like Bracey said, we are having a follow-up episode soon that we are pumped about. Um, Mm -hmm. But probably like my body is beautiful and capable. Oh, I love that. Because it is. I don't even believe it, but but I want to. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... Identifying the belief is the first step. Yeah. I'm going to need to write down all the ones that you said for me. Yeah. And everybody listening, you do your own work and think about what is holding you back and like maybe check on all of these different areas of your life and what you currently believe and what you want to believe. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, this has been a really fun conversation. I've very much enjoyed this. Me too. If you have any questions for us, either like some follow-ups from this or anything else, we would love to have you at our Q&A that is part of our Like Hearts Club. We need the cuties coming. It's on April 30th, which is a Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time and 4 p.m. Eastern. And we would love to have you come on and ask us any questions that are burning in your brain and we will answer them. Yes. Put us on the spot. If you have any questions about this episode or you want to say something to us, you can either send us an email at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com or you can get on our sub stack and chat along and we'll be checking that as well. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at likeheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye.